What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. Law enforcement in this country kills approximately 1,200 people every single year. And yet the names of many are never said or known except to their families and friends and immediate community. What's more, law enforcement agencies and other state actors harm our communities in a myriad of ways that go unnoticed, like profiling, sexually assaulting, and wrongfully incarcerating our people. If we don't know what's happening, then we can't fight back. We can't adequately organize a response. So every week on Law and Disorder, we are going to do a roundup of news related to state violence. We hope this segment will serve to expose, agitate, and build. This is the State Terror Roundup for the week of September 19th, 2022. Continuing a trend happening across the country where police officers retire rather than be held to account for bad behavior, an NYPD lieutenant who'd been facing discipline for, get this, 52 substantiated allegations of misconduct is leaving the force with his pension, of course. Lieutenant Eric Dim will avoid penalties in three cases and getting docked 64 vacation days in five others. The Civilian Complaint Review Board had sought to have the lieutenant terminated at a disciplinary trial held earlier this year. The 18-year veteran of the force had more pending misconduct allegations against him than anyone else on the force. Disciplinary records suggest by putting in his retirement papers, Dim will avoid facing discipline for 29 of the charges brought by the CCRB, including four instances of pointing a gun at someone, three incidents of improper physical force, and one case of making a false official statement. The presumed penalty for making a false statement alone is termination under a disciplinary matrix implemented by the police department last year. Dim has also been named in more than a dozen lawsuits filed against the NYPD, a number of them alleging assault by Dim and other cops, which have resulted in, hello, $1.5 million in settlements. Videos posted online and obtained by the city document multiple instances in recent years where Dim appears to be seen punching and kicking black men, including blows to the head and face, in encounters that ended in the arrest of the men he was beating. Source, Yovgonin for the city. A woman in police custody in Weld County, Colorado, was seriously injured Friday night when the patrol vehicle she had been placed in, which was parked on railroad tracks, was struck by a train. Police were responding to an initial report of road rage involving a firearm, allegedly involving a firearm, in Fort Lupton when the train collision incident unfolded. A Platteville officer located a vehicle and made a traffic stop with the driver, a 20-year-old Greenlee woman, pulling over just beyond the railroad tracks. The officer stopped on the railroad tracks behind the pulled-over vehicle. Two additional patrol cars arrived and placed her in the police car, apparently not noticing they themselves were balancing themselves walking across railroad tracks. Source, the Denver Post. Dozens of advocacy and legal organizations have submitted a complaint to United Nations Special Procedures alleging that the United States policies and practices of life without parole, life with parole, virtual life, and other term-of-year sentences that exceed life expectancy and thus effectively condemn individuals to death by incarceration, or DBI, violate a range of international human rights, including the prohibition against racial discrimination and the prohibition against torture and cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment. The organizations are urging UN Special Procedures to call for the abolition of all DBI sentences in the United States. The submission includes an appendix with over 40 letters 
written by people impacted by DBI in support of the submission. You can read those letters both as an appendix to the submission itself, as well as through this website, deathbyincarcerationistorture.com. That's deathbyincarcerationistorture.com. On July 21st, the Los Angeles Police Department shot at a man whose back was turned to them from their police car windows because they thought he had a weapon. The only thing recovered at the scene, however, was an L-shaped butane lighter. Three days prior, Los Angeles police did a drive-by shooting on unarmed Jermaine Pettit while children played in the street. The cop had one hand on the steering wheel and was firing his weapon outside of the passenger window. Film the police Los Angeles has repeatedly tried to get information about these shootings from the Los Angeles PD only to be stonewalled. Source, film the police Los Angeles Twitter thread. The Department of Justice, FBI, Arkansas State Police, and the Crawford County Sheriff's Office are all hosting separate investigations after a video showed two Crawford County deputies and a Mulberry police officer violently arresting 27-year-old Randall Worcester. The police officers have been named as Bell Riddle and Deputy Zach King and Levi White, none of whom are rookies on the force. Governor Asia Hutchinson called their actions, quote, reprehensible, end quote. He says they don't match state-required law enforcement training because, yeah, training has such a huge impact on state terror. But anywho, more excessive force claims of Deputy White were brought up in the days after the arrest, including throwing a woman to the ground and kneeing her in the side. This happened just one week prior to the beating of Worcester. Another man, Teddy Wallace, has also accused Deputy White of excessive force in July, saying he was tased and beaten in the head with a baton. His lawyer said that even though he was arrested, charges were never filed. Source, ABC News 5. Nearly a third of San Jose police officers received complaints in 2021 concerning advocates who say the numbers show the wide swath of reform efforts happening in the city aren't working. That's because reform doesn't work. The number of complaints increased nearly 25% over 2020 when San Jose saw significant upheaval in response to the police killings of George Floyd, including police violence against protesters and calls for an overhaul of policing in the city. Defund, defund, defund. The city's annual report from the Independent Police Auditor released last week shows 348 officers, or about 31% of the force, were named in at least one complaint in 2021, either from the public or internally from another officer or employee. Of the complaints from the public, the report said a thousand individual allegations were made. Roughly 16% of the complaints about police officer contained allegations about use of force, down from roughly 23% in 2020. Most officers were named in only one complaint, but some had more than one, including eight officers with four complaints each in 2021. Source, Joseph Geha and Jana Keda for the San Jose Spotlight. This has been the State Terror Roundup for the week of September 19, 2022. State Terror Roundup soundtrack provided by Coffee Brown, an Oakland musician, singer, and songwriter who has been a force in the Bay Area's hip-hop and soul scene since the early 90s. You can check her out at kofybrown.com, and her website and socials are linked from our site at kpfa.org. An additional shout-out to the team at the Anti-Police Terror Project who helped curate the contents for these segments. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. 
Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.